0: Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the founder of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing artists and creatives working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. all right we're ready all right so jet thank you for being here
1: oh my pleasure i thank you for having me
0: yeah i'm excited i've been looking forward to this and i am sorry if i've been bugging
1: you on linkedin <laughs> no not at all <laughs> hello, no hello. hello. <laughs> no man it's 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 let me tell you after the fellowship and with all the icv effects things that are going on mm. i've been spread thin like a little piece of butter on a big piece of bread so i appreciate i appreciate you uh, tugging my chain
0: OK, great. Well, all right, let's start with uh, what you do and what you're up to so that people who tune in can maybe check out what you're doing right now.
1: Oh, sure. Um, my name is Jet Olano. I am a T.A. slash instructor for the Epic Games Unreal Virtual Production Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, aside of that, I have a small R&D space for. Uh, That I run with a couple of the other TAs and instructors from the uh, Unreal Fellowship, uh, Sky Farron and uh, Nick Onstad. We also have a fellow here by the name of Nino Mancuso, and we've got a small space that we're uh, doing R&D and we will be doing some small workshops for people in LA who want to get into ICVFX what is that,
0: right? Like, I, I, I know it now, or of course, but like I, I saw this email from Epic and I was like, I see. I'm like, are they just making shit up at this point?
1: Right, it's just a, it's just a, <laughs> a letter salad. Um, yeah. So ICVFX stands for in-camera visual effects. And it's what I suppose most people think about when they think of the term virtual production. You know, it has to yeah. do with LED walls, cameras and camera tracking and of course unreal yeah and does it also include green screen well it can include green screen they call that simulcast mm-hmm. uh, everything's got its own little name uh they call that simulcast and then the ability to uh take something like your your cell phone and move the camera within unreal they're calling um, you know virtual production right
0: and or it has, still fits the- under the
1: in camera or not quite Well, not quite. Uh, In-camera really stands more for the, you know, in-camera visual effects. So that's that's having everything on the LED wall. And the way most people understand it is the Mandalorian type of uh, workflow where everything is on the wall and you can see everything in real time. Right.
0: And so that's assuming you have a camera. And I think that's what I was talking about. Like you have a nice camera that's designed,
1: you know, for that and whatnot. Right. So hmm. there's a good, better, best in this scenario, right? Mm -hmm. The good is being able to take your, your cell phone, uh, moreover an iOS device, like Mm -hmm. uh, an iPad or an iPhone, and being able to control the camera within Unreal. Um, That's good. Better is being able to take uh, your DSLR and Mm -hmm. uh, using something like an Elgato uh, interface and being able to have some green screen in your room or in the garage and then being able to put yourself within a 3d background by having unreal cut the green screen or or do a live key and do a live composite that way best would be the icv effects moniker and that's having to do the camera tracking with a camera tracking system um the higher end camera and the led wall You know, most people, most people can fall into the uh, better scenario, which I, I really encourage a lot of people who want to get into this to do, you know, they can purchase a Vive, which is, I mean, next to nothing when you're thinking about equipment, you know, and a DSLR and a $30, you know, cable that goes from your camera to your computer. So it can be done at home.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine, a guy named Jason Bellick, and and he was like, um, I was saying, oh, you know, there's this is new thing. We want to get students into it. And he's like, oh, we were doing that at ILM 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, he's just like the computers just couldn't do real time frames. Right. And so now they can. And Unreal has, you know, done such
1: an amazing job. Um, well, you know, everybody seems to forget that um, we were all introduced to this. 21 years ago mm. uh, when James Cameron was doing all the stuff for Avatar, mm. you know, that that was to me the 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 beginnings of virtual production in production. Right. I, I could be wrong, but that's that's where I remember it coming in at.
0: Dude, was that 21 years ago?
1: About. I mean, um, when was that Avatar? It does not make me feel good, actually. <laughs> I know my... My flies down and my age is hanging out. Let's see. Avatar. (laughs) I've never heard that. I love it. That was, that was 2009. So. Yeah, that's a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Maybe not 21 years ago, 20 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. Right there.
0: I'm going to just make that note so I don't get depressed later. Yes. Yeah, I remember. I remember um, like I was at working at Pixologic then and all these dudes were in James Cameron's house, like making stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, how impressive know? is that? And and then if you if you really kind of want to take this to uh, a little more grassroots, we start thinking about Sky Captain of Tomorrow. I Rem- mm. uh, remember that. Yeah, or, Zach, uh, the- I still remember his post on uh, Zebra Central. I mean, from what I understand, and this could be myth, this could be urban legend, but from what I understand, this started off as some green screen project in someone's garage or or small studio, and then it bloomed into a a full feature film. So that to me is that to me is kind of where my sweet spot is right now. You know, I kind of want to disrupt the space and i really want to deal with um some independent filmmakers as well as you know uh, i am in in los angeles so any filmmaker who wants to try to um get into the virtual production icv effects realm they're more than welcome to come by to the hideout and to the secret hideout and do some r d or Mm -hmm. join us for one of our workshops but i really kind of want to disrupt this whole thing because you know the the point of you know the the barrier of entrance is is that led wall and Mm -hmm. you know not a lot of people have that and i really kind of want to build a community around this and get people who are at my level you know into this industry because i think i think i finally made it to the ground floor of of something that's going to be big you know i wasn't i was there in the very beginning of zbrush I, i i had zbrush you know uh version one but, uh, I was all thumbs in it, you know, yeah, so so now we're talking about using video game engines to you know create film and and, man, I think I found myself in the sweet spot, and and a lot of us, oh. like you 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 as well, you know,
0: oh no, I'm not in the sweet spot, you're in the sweet spot, <laughs> and uh, I'm like on the sidelines now, but I have been in the sweet spot, and I, I know how much work it is involved in that, which is actually why I'm staying out of that sweet spot like i want to spend time with my family
1: right now yeah no please please do that that's important yeah Yeah.
0: but you know i think i I was telling people and because we have a class on this and so i'm explaining it and in the process of explaining it one of the things that i like i I was starting to tell the students was you know that this is the ground floor right and so i i I didn't realize it, like when i was in in that phase. Uh, and when I was early at Pixologic, I didn't realize what was happening. You know, it was just like, now people were knew me and they knew of me. I had no idea what any of that meant or any of that stuff. I was an idiot. And, um, but eventually I learned like what happened and I teach it to the students now. And basically it was these, uh, I call it the, the three ring theory. So, you know, most of us look and we say, okay, this is what I can do. And then we look and we say, this is what the industry wants. And then where that nexus is of what we can do and what the industry wants that's a job but if you can find what you do and you can mix that with what the industry wants and you add a like a trend to that at the bottom like you find that nexus of that and if you're at the beginning of that trend that create that creates everything it created everything i have like what i have today comes from that
1: that's where i i'm hoping that that i am and and a lot of us are because you know uh Unreal has been able to democratize this, um, you know, technology to, to the masses. I mean, it it costs this much, it's zero for the software, you know, like that's, that's incredible to, um, you know, to this day, trying to get into something like Maya or, uh, even ZBrush or, or Mm -hmm. Nuke. I mean, you're, you're spending an arm and a leg just to, to dip your toe in the pool. Yeah. You know, this is zero. This costs is zero. And most people already have a DSLR that shoots video or, or a webcam for that matter. You know, most people can get green screen for 20 bucks on Amazon, you know, and they could be off to the races, you know? Yeah. So it's, it is definitely something that I feel is at the ground floor and is only going to go up. You know, it took I mean, I, I remember uh, watching a trailer recently for the new uh, ILM documentary yeah. that's coming out, you know, yeah. and that's green screen technology has been around. I mean, Star Wars came out in 77, mm-hmm. you know, so it's been around that long and it's and, and it's not going away. I mean, don't get me wrong. All this ICV effect stuff isn't going to kill green screen. You know, so this technology stands to be around for a very long time. And I mean, every time I turn around, there's someone in Los Angeles opening up a stage and the sizes, I think I might have the smallest stage in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but, you know, they, they go from, you know, Nant and, you know, the one, the the volume that they're shooting in, I think it's a Manhattan Beach where they're doing Mandalorian, you know, where it's like, 70 feet across and 20 feet high to something like like what i have here that's uh 16 by 9 Mm -hmm. you know and man uh, it's going to be ubiquitous in the next few years agreed
0: yeah so um we need to talk a little bit about there was something else i wanted to talk about on this but we need to talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about like um you know, like where does this go? Where there's two things I want to get into: so, mm-hmm. one, how does somebody get into this, and two, where is this going? in from your vision, so maybe what we should do while we're talking about this is like, where do you see this going? Of course, Mandalorian has kind of they've it's laid it's laid it out like we know it can sure. do this, but maybe there's some limitations, right, that keep you know green screen around. Like we were talking um here internally about. In the Mandalorian, that um, that scooter scene, mm. the infamous scooter scene where mm. they like, I mean, that thing was like locked in place. It didn't rotate. It, it just went, you know, it's crazy. Like, how do you not have so much like, you know, Star Wars is supposed to be action. And it was Jason who, who told me, it was like, well, it's it's actually moved to Star Trek. Because it's using this kind of episodic, this TV. So they don't do a lot of crazy action scenes.
1: You know, um, my, my, my view on that is um, everything has its place, right? You you wouldn't, you wouldn't use a, uh, you wouldn't use a wrench to pull a nail out. I mean, you you could, and it won't be as elegant as using, you know, a hammer and and pulling the nail out, but it can be done. Um, I think, I think that, ICVFX has its place. And I mean, when you see something like uh, I think it was Pixamoto, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did a, a a McDonald's commercial where you know it's something that everybody in North America and probably all across the world have been to. They've been to a McDonald's, they've they've seen it. It's it's commonplace, it's mundane. But when you see it in ICVFX and then they turn the magic off and the entire restaurant disappears that's where i think it's it's gold is is in doing realistic backgrounds to be able to do kind of like space dogfights fights and, and things with lots of action maybe it's not there maybe that's where green screen comes in right you now um, but it, for me right now it's all about environmental just backgrounds uh, a lot of static stuff because I mean, it, it, ICV effects has a, has kind of a long history, right? I mean, it comes back from, from rear projection, you know, uh, remember the, the old James Bond days where he was in his convertible sunbeam trying to get away from people, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they've got a projection in the background. It's, it's, it's the new version of that. Yeah. Plus. Right. And the
0: painting on glass that Disney yes. would do for the matte painting. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. That's
1: a great example.
0: Yeah. So that actually brings up one of the things that I was thinking about, because hmm. I've been focused on game tech for a while. You know, I, um, I was like I was gifted in getting, being in the right place at the right time with uh, ZBrush um, for my career to start. Uh, but then it started to get hard to get a job competition it was globalized you know some people were amazing and they were charging less you know because they lived in a part of the world they didn't have to charge a lot right Mm -hmm. so you know then it became you know like you would go to zebra central and literally every
1: single post was like ridiculous
0: it was like you know 50 amazing posts
1: a day i'm exaggerating but
0: I mean, that was what really it really,
1: not like. really, really, not really though. I mean, yeah, you know. really not
0: really. I mean, agreed. It's So much amazing work. How do you compete? And if you're start, if I was starting out today, I'd be like, I don't know if I would jump into that, you know, that fire, that's hard. I'd be
1: looking for something else.
0: And you so, know,
1: yeah, go Please for it. go on. No, 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 go on. Finish your thought. So no,
0: I was okay. going to say, um, I got focused on game arts because I felt like real time was something. And, you know, I'm looking now at the future where, you know, the thing that expands this, because of course, game tech, there was less competition, but also when it moves into advertising, Hmm. when it moves into these other industries, Hmm. like this is where you go from a place of like, okay, there's, there's a hundred studios to now there's a thousand, tens of thousands of studios, ad agencies
1: worldwide, all employing people for this job yeah um so i guess the question is where do you jump in or do you even jump in is that where do you see this going
0: like do you see that as
1: um, an actual um direction that's happening where it is moving into advertising to some extent a hundred percent a hundred percent that mcdonald's commercial i was telling you about mm-hmm. just a moment ago that to me you know pe- people will bring up um the desert planet of Tatooine people will bring up, you know, uh, different, different stands, science fiction backgrounds that it's done Dune, you know, and to me, it's like, that's good and great. We've got no, we've got no, uh, We've got no reference to to set it across to so you know it's it's kind of easy to sell sci-fi as long as it looks cool but something as mundane as and as banal as a mcdonald's that we've seen a million times and then you're still tricked by the fact that they were able to shoot an entire uh commercial with a few props in the front and you know if i'm not mistaken it might have actually been a uh a video plate, or maybe they did an unreal. I'm not, I'm not too sure about that, but they did it all on a wall. And I think that's where it's going to go. I think Mm -hmm. that as, as more ubiquitous as these studios become, the price is only going to go down. Right. You know, you always see that in tech tech is as when you're an early adapter, it's, it's way up here, you know, just, just the cost of entrance is way up. And then as time goes on it, by virtue of being tech, It's just going to go down They're LED walls. This technology has been around for ever since they've been, you know, live events, you know? Um, So where's it going to go? The pixel pitch will get smaller. You'll get a, you know, 1.5 millimeter. Maybe you'll get a 0.5 millimeter and that will drive the price back up. But is it at that point in time, diminishing returns? Do we need 0.5 millimeter pixel pitch, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to get the, the effect? Probably not. We've got a 2.5 millimeter and it's perfect for, for what it's, for what it's used for, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I think that not only is it going to go into, um, advertising, but I see that with behind the technology you know uh, it, it's always about the technique right it's like before you could only do digital sculpting in, in zbrush now you can do it in blender and now you can do it you know in other you can do it on a, on a tablet right yeah. the, the nomad the, I, yeah nomad so the techniques are are, are what you kind of got to learn i i don't see it impossible for some tiktoker who or, or some instagram person who makes thousands of dollars a month, purchasing a a large screen television to have behind them. You know, that's even a smaller scale version of what I have here. And then then it turns into something that becomes, you know, for presentation purposes, it becomes, you know, for social media platforms, uh, which is also advertising, if you come to think of it. Totally. So it's I think it's just going to become more and more uh, when we see it as we see the technology uh, become less and less in price. Yeah. And Some some people are doing it with projectors and, and have no problem with it. You know, they spent a couple of thousand dollars on some uh, high definition laser projectors. And, you know, I've seen some pretty interesting projects done that way mm-hmm. on large, on larger scale.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a, I have a student who actually went to a job interview for a TikToker.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's going to use this tech there you go. You know, crazy. It's, I mean, it's already becoming that ubiquitous. If, if TikTokers are doing it, I walked into a target recently and I saw a 70 inch flat screen television, 4k for something like 1200 bucks. Right. I mean, if, if, if I'm just doing it for what's behind me and I wanted to say that i was at uh the one-stop chop shop and and i had a a 3d background that was you know my my tinker space yeah totally doable yeah your your camera got a little blurry oh i'm sorry let's try this better no auto there it is it started to resolve yeah it it it's one of these logitech c90s there you go yeah there, much better. All right, Sorry cool. about that. All good. All right. So
0: we have a sense of where it's going mm-hmm. um, and uh, the secret hideout. That's your thing. And you're mm-hmm. building a community around that. Yes, so sir. we'll probably wrap up talking about that. So the next thing that we should probably talk about is, you know, how does somebody get this job? Right. Um, or I shouldn't say get the job. Cause we haven't even talked about what the jobs are. Just how does somebody prepare themselves, you know, to even start to understand this and get involved
1: i think that's a top-down kind of question right mm-hmm. i think i think the people at the top need to to define what is what is virtual production. if i ask three people who think that they have a, a handle yeah. on what virtual production is i might get three different answers right you know um so i, I guess like from a top-down perspective i keep hearing that there are companies out there who are willing to throw buckets and buckets of money at people uh, to have these amazing jobs. The problem is, is they don't know what jobs they need, right? Because right now, what seems to happen is, and and I've said this a hundred times and and people are getting tired of me saying this, but right now it seems like it's an inverted pyramid where Mm. you've got a lot of pointers and tellers at the top and not enough clickers and doers at the bottom. I want to kind of help do this, where there's, you know, fewer people on top pointing and telling, and there's more people in the bottom clicking and doing, which is where like, you're going to help come in to, to, you know, make this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, ed and jackie over at cg pros are going to help make this happen you know um uh, there's all kinds of people david williams who's doing uh, uefilms.com these people are all gonna and these are all people that went through the unreal fellowship by the way Mm -hmm. too they're going to help define what these jobs are because right now it's it's vad which is the virtual art department and then other than being on the vad they've got you know technicians or 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 people on the brain bar which I'm hearing is kind of a a bad word now saying brain bar um, who are, who are actually running the box. And then you've got people who are the wall technicians who are, that's not really an on the box job. That's more, you know, the, the led technicians, but the network, mm -hmm. you know, making sure everything's getting to the, yeah. Ryan, when I went to Nant, and I saw the amount of cables, and I mean, they have their own computer room to run, you know, all the all the nodes, and you know, just the the miles and miles of cables that it takes to get this thing running. It's it looks like the Borg when you're behind the the wall. <laughs> it looks yes. like the Borg, you know, and it's <laughs> it, the amount of tech is incredible. Um, but to 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 get back to it. Um, what are the jobs? The jobs are, are, I feel game artist jobs plus, right. right. You, you're going to have to know how to do all the CG. I mean, all the, all the 3d, all the optimization, that's going to be a big thing is optimizing for, for the wall. Um, you know, and it's still going to be animation and it's still going to be texturing and lighting. Those are all going to be, um, big deals environmental artists shouldn't have that much of a problem transitioning over to to be able to go back and forth yeah you know
0: yeah that's been our big talking point you know because we have an environment artist program Mm -hmm. and if i was smart i would have you know i was talking to unreal a while ago and i would have been like pushing that whole you know pipeline and getting into their connector program which looks amazing um but i'm not that smart so um we've just been focused on you know just environment artists and getting these guys like rock solid. And I'm looking at their, their stuff. And it's like, you know, you're just like a couple of tweaks away from this job. And I've been hearing about those salaries, you know, where you're saying people are throwing money at them. And I mean, it's like a hundred percent increase over what I, what I was expecting just two years ago, three years ago, you know, I mean, it blew my mind actually because I tried to hire somebody I knew and they're like, well, this is what I get paid now. And I'm like, what? I know,
1: I know, (laughs) I know. Uh, There are still. um, How can I put this? There are still companies out there who are top tier, who know that they're top tier and they know that you know that they're top tier and they know that you want to put their name on your resume. Right. So they will try to. Not pay as much as the next guy because they are who they are right so there there is there is some of that happening in the industry uh which is kind of which is kind of sad because when you think about it these companies are the ones who have the most money and who are the ones really pushing the tech Mm. so to to hear that they're that these at the the point of the spear these these few companies that are out there aren't offering as much as say you know the other ones in on the top shelf is it's it's a little sad but by and large they're just paying people in buckets i mean it's not even a check they just they just hand you buckets of money for you know from my understanding so yeah that's why it needs to be more like this than like this you know we need we need to get You know, I mean, you're doing God's work at this point, you know, you're (laughs) you're going to get people out there who are who are going to be benefiting from this um, this new job market that's going to open up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Our first uh, student to get a six figure job offer was in Houdini. So I'm looking forward to the next ones being, you know, Unreal um, Engine. And uh, I mean, that's just crazy, too, because when you think about the cost of education, like it's I think like I look at we're doing God's work there of like, hey, don't do one hundred a thousand dollar college. Do, I mean, ten thousand tops and then change your life to where you make more than your parents. Like that's down for that. Yeah, 100 uh, percent.
1: And that's that's, you know, that kind of thing is is going on. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, bro. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like. I want to be a disruptor, you know, I want to, I want to disrupt what's traditionally, you know, going on in, in media where it's like, I, I want to get into this, this ground floor. And I want to bring as many people along with me, you know, it's, it's a matter of community. I mean, us talking to each other, us coming to each other with problems in the future going, Hey, Ryan, how did you figure this out? you know this this rising tide is going to lift all the ships mm-hmm. you know and and i think that's what's important i think that being able to share the information is is paramount because you know what happens is is you get gatekeepers in the community and then what ends up happening is is yeah you keep your special sauce you keep your secret sauce for a little while but then what ends up happening is the community will always catch up to you yeah. you know and then you're just that guy. I don't want to be that guy, you know, that, that guy that hoarded everything. And then, you know, Oh gee. And four months later, everyone's doing the same thing. And I just look like a, you know, yeah, I look like a loser for doing that. So uh, I'm trying to uh, educate as many people as I can. I'm trying to help as many people as I can. Um, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, you know, so there's, there's gotta be, I could probably swing a three button mouse and hit somebody who wants to It's getting in front of a wall, no matter no matter how small it is, you know, just to to learn how to light, to learn how to put something up on the wall. You know, there's got to be people out there who want to know how to do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. I'm (laughs) so I'm excited about what you're and, you know, we're trying we're looking at building a small uh, wall here, you know, as well. And, um, you know, that stuff's I mean, it's an endeavor. Like you guys, I saw you unpacking that, you know, putting all that stuff together. I mean, that's a
1: lot of work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not only a lot of work, it's a lot to know, you know, it's like, like talking about the the LED in and of itself, you know, knowing how to, to each panel, usually, uh, let's talk the row black pearls, each panel comes with mm-hmm. four modules inside, right? So now you've got four modules within a panel and there are 300 panels on a wall, you know? So being able to pop out a module is something that you kind of got to know how to do, you right. know? How does, how does the data flow work? How does the, what's the electrical, you know, flow like? And then from there, how does that connect to the, to the video processor and from the video processor to the computer? And then how do you get the camera to shoot on the wall and then Unreal? I mean, it, it is a lot to know. Which is why uh, I'm really excited about some of the the Facebook um, communities out there. I mean, it's like, look, people of my age are are on Facebook to, you know, reminisce and and hang out with their friends that they've had since the 80s. But, you know, it's it's a it's a Gen Xer kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, but by and large, what I'm on there for is for the real-time filmmakers, the Unreal Five community, the Unreal Engine community, where there's just Loads of information being passed back and forth, you know. yeah So there's a lot to know, but it's so satisfying when you get something on the wall and you're just like, yes, yeah. I, uh, in fact, uh, Nick Onstad and I, the first time mm-hmm. we got something onto a wall, literally hugged each other and jumped up and down, and we were like, <laughs> you know, and, and we were like a couple of like a couple of goofballs, but I mean. It was it was so much work trying to trying to get something up because sometimes the documentation is missing an important step or we 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 don't have the exact um, equipment that was in the tutorial. So we've got to think about how to, to work around that. But, yeah. you know, it definitely is a lot of work and and it's super satisfying when you get it when you get it working.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about that then. Um- sure. What do you I think to? We have unpacked uh the jobs. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think if I was to summarize like we've looked at wall technicians, brain bar tech and and those largely are jobs like you need the tech. So, sure. you I can't and I I don't know if I really want to train on that. So, we haven't focused on that. We focused on that and and then just giving people those skills. Um and so now we get into this idea, you know, of what you can do, where this goes, um, and your focus, and also kind of one of epics, it seems like, I mean, this company kind of blows my mind, to be honest with you, like, I know, I, uh, I mean, number one, they have art station, reality capture, uh, mega scans, and like all of like, reality capture costs, but it's super cheap at the end of the
1: day, uh, compared to what it used to be. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like
1: communism here. What's going on with Tim? <laughs> you know, I, I, I think um, I think he's just trying to get it to a place where it's it's like ready player one. I know? am.
0: I'm with you, man. <laughs> I'm thinking like in my, my I'm actually working on a project right now that's Ed Sim, you know,
1: centric where, you know, we can go through K through 12. What's that? I got a, uh, a scanner. Yeah. right and I was able to scan myself in. I was able to scan myself uh, from mesh to metahuman, ah. make, it, make it look decent. Um, we've got an Optitrack system. We have the Live Link with the iPhone. So my, I have a challenge for myself very soon, where I'm going to try to scan someone, get them in the Optitrack, get uh, get them in Unreal, and with a Live Link in about an hour. Oof. That's 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 the next you know. Of course, I'm going to have, it's going to be like a cooking show. I'm, I'm going to have the OptiTrack already up and running and I'm going to have everything ready to go. So it's almost like a quick change, get in, get out, put the yeah. helmet on, Yeah. you know, um, but it's, it's, it's at that point, you know, um, like you said, have, I'm, I'm sure you have. And this is kind of a rhetorical question. I'm sorry. I just caught myself. But have you seen some of the, the environments that people are making with the Quixel stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's mind blowing. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, Nick Judgisian, I'm sorry, Nick, uh, Professor Pixel, Nick J over at Drexel University. Yeah. Um, he we were doing this uh, demo uh, in Tribeca last year, and he took his iPad. He took the LIDAR. He uh, scanned uh, some some pipes and because it was an older building in new york scanned some pipes with the little you know wheels on it for the fire extinguisher stuff and and a door and he scanned this whole thing in two minutes Mm -hmm. turned turned it into a an obj sent it to himself and gmail downloaded it and put it all in unreal in his project five minutes you know so now you got Quixel stuff you got photogrammetry you got LIDAR you got all this stuff man and it's it's fantastic it is mind-blowing
0: yeah Yeah, I'm excited for that ready player one uh world and plus now Fortnite actually um I think you can use or you're going to be able to use the full Unreal and Fortnite's creative is so powerful like I mean my son I actually pay him to play Fortnite because I usually die within like Fifteen seconds. If if I last that long,
1: right? But but how old is your son? He's eight, and he rocks. Yeah, he's He's going to turn nine. Okay, think about this: the 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 kids who are doing Roblox, the kids who are you know playing Fortnite, you know, especially when there's that learning component are going to be the rock stars of, in the next 10 years, Totally, your, your son, by the time he's 18 could have a YouTube channel or or better yet could, you know, follow in your footsteps and, you know, be a rock star of, of his own. And it's always kind of weirded me out. This is kind of like a, an aside as a parent, you know, when my daughter was, when my daughter was a, a child, she's 30 now, she's turning 30 soon. Um, when she was a child, all my other friends were, having their kids in swimming classes and playing violin and playing piano. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, if that kid spent eight hours playing piano, they were, they were static, you know, but put the kid on a a screen, especially nowadays and like, no, 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 no screen time. No, none Mm -hmm. of that for you. But I, I pose the question to a lot of younger parents and parents that are at my age where it's like, Do you honestly believe that your child is going to have a better chance at becoming a game designer, programmer, Uh, filmmaker, or a world-class violinist or pianist? Like, which of those two do you think is actually more possible? You know, because these kids are playing video games, and yes, you think it's rotting their minds, but, you know, they're problem-solving at, you know microseconds and and now these kids are even understanding more that the mechanics behind the game this is a choke point you want to do this when you get into the room and they're they're problem solving right yeah so if if you could take that 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 mindset that these kids have and and make it kind of educational where they can make something on their own where they get the the that aha moment and that satisfaction of creating something that they made that maybe it looks just like something in minecraft or maybe it looks just like something in, in fortnite or maybe it looks like like with what with, with lira that that game that they have in unreal 5 where you can you can make your own game from this template like what are the odds that your kid at eight years old doing this by the time he's 15 already knows how to game design by the time he's done with you know college or 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 schooling could get a job in an industry that will pay him well versus sitting next to Yo-Yo Ma at first seat, you know, at at the Boston Philharmonic. Yeah. You know, what, what are, what are greater odds? And when, when I ask that to these parents, but it rots their mind, I'm like, does it, does it really? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, there's still the parenting aspect that needs to, that needs to happen. But, I guess what i'm getting at is that your son in a very short amount of time uh with kind of you know the proper nudging here and there it's going to be a rock star in the next few years man
0: yeah that's the angle we have right that's the angle i have with my
1: my wife um
0: And, uh, you know, talking about how, you know, games are a big part of all these creators that we know. It's a big part of all of their, you know, backgrounds, big part of mine. And uh, yeah, there's problems like there's mood adjustments when you sit and you play a game. And if you're playing that game for like, you know, four hours, you're just going to. You know, warp the emotions a little bit as you come out of that, like eating, like sugar, you know, stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. So, and you know, there's such an endorphin when you're sitting there and you're winning and winning and winning, and then real life is different, you know. Sometimes, you know, so there's little parenting, like you said, parenting things. Mm-hmm. But that's all it is. I mean, it's to it's like anything else. You can't have them playing violin all the time. They're going to ruin their wrist. They got to know how to, you know, interact with people because you can't, you know, get on the Philharmonic if you're. A, jerk unless you are yo-yo ma but
1: even yo-yo ma is actually really nice so but but what happens when what what happens when you don't get that first seat you know exactly. uh with uh, uh, the philharmonic or you it just becomes something that the kid never really wanted to do anyway yeah it was your dream yeah you know so this is this is how i differ differ from most parents and friends of mine again it's kind of that disruptor you know mindset kind of kind of punk rock yeah. 80s kid in that way you know but i'm trying to bring that whole thing in, into what we're doing that kind of disruptor mentality that that whole 80s kid diy type of thing you know where i remember when uh when i was when i was younger i was uh i was post-punk you know and Uh, I I really wasn't around in 78 as a punk. I was more post-punk, 80s kid. But when I wanted a shirt, I just would make a stencil because, I mean, I knew how to draw. I ended up making a stencil and I would spray paint my own t-shirts, you know. And people were like, hey, where did you get that? And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I made it. And I would safety pin bits of other t-shirts to it or patches. And, you know, so I lost that for a long time and and it's starting to come back now and and that's what i'm trying to do here at the hideout and that's what i'm trying to do with you know speaking to you is is like building this community of disruptors of 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 people who are just gonna go out there and do it i mean the people who who are going to sign up for your for your courses in the future i mean these are kind of disruptors, right? They're they, they, like, you said, they're not going to go down that $150,000. I mean, art center is just up here up on the Hill. Mm. And if you know what art center is charging for, you know, a degree it's crazy, it, it's crazy, you know, so to be able to go to, you know, through you or through me or CG pros or, 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 you know, uh UE films, whoever, you know, and spend a fraction of that money mm-hmm. to, to, to get a job in the industry. That's disruptive right there. And, and I'm about that. That's yeah. dope. That's super dope. Yeah.
0: I love, you know, the thing I love about this career and this industry, and I tell this, even, even when I do, do interviews for this uh, school, um, you know, you could, you could go to Harvard. Um, you could be George Lucas's, you know, long lost child from, you know, some where you're all over the tabloid, like you can be whoever you want to be. And it doesn't make any difference to this industry unless you can do the work. Right. I mean, they might pull you into the interview so they could meet and whatnot, but I mean, you,
1: if you don't do the work, you don't do the work, you're not going to do the work. What's the point. So I face that imposter syndrome all the time. You know, uh, I am, uh, I'm uh a digital Swiss army knife. I come Mm -hmm. from a motion graphics background. I've come from a live events background. And, you know, uh, doing motion graphics, you kind of dabble in all the kind of new cool things. And it doesn't matter how it works. It doesn't matter how it's built, just as long as it looks cool, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're rendering everything out. Um, But, you know, I suffer from this imposter syndrome myself. And, you know, that's why I find myself two o'clock in the morning, you know, learning the newest UE5 things or you're still learning the UE4 things. But um, my, my friend, my friend and mentor, Brian Pohl, mm-hmm. you know, uh, said something very recently to me and he was like, it doesn't matter what kind of accolades or what you say on LinkedIn or, or what or interviews, you know, it doesn't matter people will see you for who you are when it comes down to the work that you do. So, you know, just to echo what you said, man, you know, if you can't do the work, eventually it's going to show. And yeah, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're uh, jet Lucas, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, whomever, like you're saying, if you can't do the work, you, you don't get your butt in the seat. No. Yeah
0: just got to focus on the work, you know? And I think that's like, that's such the, it's such an amazing thing because you don't actually have to go to college. You just have to focus on learning, you know, these specific things, X, Y, and Z uh, of course you have to find out what those are. Cause you can spin your wheels. Um, but you know, that's the thing. And once you get that, you go, I love, you know, I've known, I, I don't, I'm not like super close to Brian, but I've known of him since I worked at Nomen and, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's always kind of been like that sage perspective. So that's a really cool thing for him to say. He's always kind of been like this calm, you know, you know wise soul.
1: Hundred percent, you know. Um, it, it, it uh, especially now that he's grown out his beard. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like <laughs> Brian the White. You know, he's uh, and and he's always he's always very thoughtful. And I, I come to him with, you know, um, questions and, 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 and advice and, and he may not know this, but you know, he, he means a lot. To me when 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 he tells me you know he 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 had persistence of vision he had his own company he was working with alex like you said early on at Noman. um he's got his fingerprints all over uh, the prequel the, the star wars prequels he's got his fingers prints on jj star trek so it's like it's not as though the guy doesn't know what he's talking about you know and right. and he's always so generous with um with his advice and he's always so um, fair and even and even killed you know about everything uh, it gets to a point sometimes where people are like i don't know if brian likes me <laughs> I'm like that's not what you have to worry about you have to worry about if brian doesn't like you and if he doesn't <laughs> you'll know uh, but yeah he's he he actually told me that very very recently uh in my endeavors here at at the hideout it was kind of a cautionary statement you know so so even i i have to get my butt in the seat and and do the work yeah. you know um we nick Onstad, sky Farron, myself uh and uh phil donahue we we go from tas from the icv effects fellowship from the last one mm-hmm. to being instructors in the new icv effects fellowship which is going to be do- all done in five which, you know, we've got to come up with documentation. We've got to come up with it in a new in a new iteration of the software. So, you know, um, I mean, immediately after this, I'm going to have my butt in the seat and I'm going to be doing the work, trying to get stuff up here, up on our, you know, on our little wall. So, you know, that is a cautionary tale that I will share with with everyone listening. You know, it's about being able to do the work, period. You know, so... That's that, and I mean, go go out there, disrupt. I mean, there's, there's YouTube that you could learn from. There's, uh, uh, I mean, dude, Unreal. You can just type, you can just Google, and I know because I've done this, learn Unreal online, and it will take you to the Unreal uh, learning portal, and it will ask you four questions. Do you wanna do, do you wanna learn video games? Do you wanna learn film? Do you wanna learn architecture? Or do you wanna learn um, visualization? you pick what you want. Usually it's games or nowadays it's film. And then it says, okay, start here. And then it takes you through this kind of course of, of snaking through all these, uh, three courses, at least to get a primer, uh, for, for what's coming up ahead. And, you know, any smart individual that's going to be taking your courses should probably, you know, do that as a primer so that so they get, you know, they get a better grasp of what you're going to be trying to be teaching them, you know. But it's mm-hmm. all there. It's free. Go disrupt, you know? It's 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 amazing what what mm-hmm. they're doing and and what's out there. And people like you in the community who are, you know, are going to be helping more people, you know, get these jobs is what what we need, you know.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, Jet. Thank you
1: so much. So how do people find you? um well they knock on the door at the secret hideout and (laughs) i'll (laughs) I'll be here that secret (laughs) Uh, yeah that's that's just it i've always wanted to have like a big neon sign with an arrow flashing secret secret Uh, (laughs) uh, they can get me on linkedin uh that's Mm -hmm. that's where i'm at mostly um they can get me on linkedin the uh jettolano at linkedin uh there's also we have an instagram that i need to get more uh uh posts on, but it's the secret hideout VP for virtual production, the secret hideout VP on LinkedIn. Um, and if you really needed to ask me questions, you could reach me at either of those places. And, and I'm usually quick to answer, you know, with at least within a day. Cool. You know, you can get me there.
0: All right. Well, man, Jet, so great to meet you. Thank you for spending the time. You know, oh,
1: really appreciate it you know uh one last thing before i sign off yeah i'm a long time listener first time caller you know <laughs> thank you you know i've been i've been following your career since i mean 2000 uh, oh, 2001 wow. you know like yeah. since zbrush so um i'm glad that you're that you're part of our our community now with this whole unreal thing and thank you. um Anything that you need, give me a call and let's let's create this kind of community uh, all across the country, all across the world. You know, let's get this thing going. Let's let's disrupt some stuff, dude. Sounds great, man. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take Take care. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye.